This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genatsat Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture, only on lineupmedia.fm. Genatsat, Genatsat, Pailusin, Shpisik, my friends. How are you out there? Uh, hey, I got a special guest for you guys today. Um, I reached out to him, and uh, hey, I was so lucky to have this gentleman on our show. Uh, he was out, out there on the front line at Artsakh. He's a war correspondent. He's got his own uh, channel out there on YouTube, Patrick Lancaster. Patrick Lancaster. Uh, you know, I, I checked it out, too. It says PL News, but the best way to find him is on Patrick Lancaster on YouTube, and you will find some footages out there. Uh you know, he's done everything out there that uh, you, you could imagine that he's running around. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough. I, I just reached out to him a couple of days ago and he said, you know what, John, I'd, I'd love to be on your show and uh, give you the scoop on what I've seen, what's going on and everything. And hey, Patrick, how are you? Oh, pretty good, John. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for inviting. Of course. Of course. Uh, my friend. Uh, Wow, you've been there uh, when before the show even started. Uh, you told me you were from there on the fifth of October till the twentieth. So you're not there in Artsakh right now, then? No, no, I, I'm. Uh, I, I've uh, had to uh, come out for uh, the time being. Spent a couple weeks there. It was really uh, intense. Uh, I was. I feel uh, good about my the short bit of time I was there because uh, with the dozens of uh, reports that I was able to uh, get out, um, we were actually able to uh, reach and hope, uh, hopefully educate over three million people so far with my reports uh, on you know hopefully educate them on what's what's actually happening there. Bravo, bravo. Uh so when you got there, how how did how did they accept you? You walked up to the Armenian side and said, "You know what? Uh, I'd like to uh, I, I I'd like to tell the world what's going on." How did this all? Uh, uh, they accept you and uh, you you were part of it. And tell me what tell me from there. What's been what what happened from there? Well, uh, basically, it was kind of a, a process uh, getting in. Uh, my first. Uh, contacted the uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs uh, Department for the uh, for Armenia, and uh, then from there the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of uh, Artsakh, and just kind of organized it uh, that way. That's kind of the process right now for journalists. Um, but actually, uh, crossing into uh, Artsakh itself, it, it was a little bit of a kind of a interesting situation because it was uh, right after the the first few uh, journalists uh, were injured uh, from the uh, Azerbaijan attacks, um, and so there was some questions on what journalists can go, and what ex what exactly is happening, Bec um, and I ended up. Basically, uh, hitchhiking into uh, Artsakh, I made my way in with some um, some volunteers. Um, I, it's hard to say when you meet people there who are what, what what's volunteer, what's civilian, because the fact is, right now, every male under the age of sixty and over the age of eighteen has you know taken up their part in or doing their parts uh, to fight to defend uh, their land there. So you can't even say, oh, these are civilians because, yeah, they're civilians before the war started, but now, you know, they're they're fighting. The only people that are left in the cities now are women and children and elderly. It's it, it's a hard situation there. So how is uh how how did you see the morale of our troops, of our young men that, that are out there right now uh, defending? Well, um, the, the the morale was pretty uh, high. I mean, really a lot of uh, confidence. 
but um, I mean, it, it, it's hard to see uh, sometimes because you know not everybody's going to make it out. But I, I, I was near the front lines uh, and. I saw even uh, volunteer uh, young uh, young women coming from Armenia to volunteer on the front lines as medics and nurses. Um, I saw uh, many many uh, younger people and older people from Artsakh itself on the front lines so, uh, from uh, our, uh, Yerevan. The people, the Armenian people, are really they're just joining together uh, to to make a stand there everyone seems to be doing their parts if they're physically able it's uh, definitely a very interesting uh, social time to see I mean, it, it's it, it's an interesting thing to see how the people just band together as one like that as one unity was uh was the present uh, was that the most one thing that popped into your mind like i i just love the way uh this ethnic group just sticks together and they've embraced each other was that the one thing that really stood out amongst the the armenians in artsakh well you know that there was there was many things that uh, stood out in the first uh, days i was there uh one thing that kind of uh, stood out is there was many you know there's a lot of i was in stepanakert the, the, for the first days most of the time but uh Many of the shops uh, were windows were all knocked out of the shops and uh, you know stores in St Stepanakert. And one interesting uh, thing that I saw was there was no looting or anything like that uh, uh, going on. I mean, apps, everything was just all the stores were open. Went no more windows because the windows were uh, destroyed by Azerbaijan uh, shelling, and no one was uh, looting anything. And I've been in uh, uh, other uh, war zones, like, uh, and I've seen how it normally happens that uh, places get looted when this type of thing happens. I mean, we're seeing it with the riots in the United States, uh, even. Yeah. The, uh, looting uh, happens. It's norm almost, unfortunately. But in Atsar, the there was none of it. It was a very uh, interesting thing to see. But really, there was so much um, that I learned in my time there. Because honestly, weeks before the um, the conflict started again, I wasn't that educated on the situation uh, between Armenia and Azerbaijan, and I, I had never even heard of public of Artsakh before. But when uh, the, uh, the the conflict started. I decided to uh, read about the uh, I or my work was needed there, and I started to learn a, a bit about the Republic of Artsakh. And I've been actually spending a lot of my uh, time the last six years uh, living and working in uh, the Donetsk People's Republic, which is one of the anti-Ukraine uh, government republics. And I saw somewhat of a, a correlation or a similarity between the two republics, because I see in the Ukraine war zone how the population wants their voice to be uh, voice to be heard but the western mainstream media doesn't really uh show what yeah. the, the truth is of what the people want and i thought maybe the same thing is going on in the republic of artsakh i bet there's people there that need their stories told and that's why i decided to go and learn myself what was happening from the people that were living the situation patrick how how much the stories that the news, I get the news from the Zeri side too. And it sounds like it's so fabricated on uh, just one sided to, to where you would think uh, Superman is on that side. Uh, t tell me in your words, is that what you're uh, saying about uh, one side, just standing out by just BSing basically. And uh, do you see that more on the Zeri side? Hello? Well, I, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, I mean, I'm, unfortunately, in, in today's day and age, it's hard for any journalist to fully work on both sides of a 
a war zone, bo- both sides of the front line, just because, um, you know, if some if a journalist actually says the truth of what's happening uh, to the people they're seeing, um, the the opposite side isn't necessarily going to wel- welcome them with open arms. But specifically in this instance, I mean, it, 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 there's a fact that Azerbaijan is not giving access to uh, the majority of uh, journalists. Um, and uh, I obviously haven't been on that side to report on what's going on there. It's a shame that they're not letting other journalists have access because I believe there's two sides to every story, but all I can say is I see the atrocities that have been going on to the civilians and the, the, the local population of the public of Artsakh, and I see the daily uh, indiscriminate shelling from Azerbaijan territory just targeting the civilians on a daily basis. So uh, that's, that's what I can tell people, and that, that's what's... Uh, um, it, people are going to see uh, from my reports is what is actually happening. A lot of uncut uh, interviews. I I try to give the people a platform to speak about uh, what's, what they really want to get out to the world without uh, cutting it. And that, that's uh, that's what I believe I, I did during my little time uh, there. But uh, hopefully, it did a little good for the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, it, it is definitely uh, something that uh, we're watching as uh, the Western Armenians. Uh, I mean, this is the type of news that I, I have to watch to uh, understand what's going on when I watch your stuff. And that's uh, uh, Patrick and Lancaster, L-A-N-K, or not K, C-A-S-T-E-R. Okay. Lancaster, Patrick Lancaster, my friends out there. Um, okay, tell me a little bit about what town uh, you were in and uh, tell me about uh, how things were going there, how they're developing. Uh, do you have you seen is there the is that presence there with these foreign fighters that our boys are taking on? Um, well, uh, I spent most of my time in, in the capital, the Panikert, and uh, um, as I said, there's a, a lot of daily shelling, and people, women and children are elderly living in uh, bomb shelters. Um, I spent some uh, time n- near the front line. Um, with I can tell you, I didn't see any uh, fighters from the other side, uh, from the Azerbaijan side, but I can tell you what the locals tell me. They say that uh, the locals of Artsakh feel that this is, war is completely being orchestrated by uh, Turkey, and it's the uh, Turkish uh, forces that are having a, a big uh, part in this, and uh, uh, organizations and uh, things like this. I can tell you uh, another town I was in, Martuni. Um, I was there uh, just after a kindergarten was uh, struck. Uh, the, the, the grounds of the kindergarten, all the windows knocked out and everything like that. And one man living in the basement uh, near there uh, who's all, who has four sons, and all of his sons went off to the front line. He doesn't know if they're alive or dead. And his uh, apartment was uh, hit by uh, shelling. I mean, this, there's so many stories like this, how the, the civilian in uh, the people are just just taking the, the brunt of this war. I mean, there's <laughs> Azerbaijan or Turkey, who, whoever is firing all these ammunitions, they're not targeting the military targets. They're targeting everything. The yeah. civilians, uh, you know, uh, residential homes. Um, I was in a hospital uh, that was uh, hit several times. Uh, many instances uh, like this. There's there's definitely no thought uh, from that side going into uh, protecting the human rights of the people of Artsakh. And the people are still high, highly motivated. Morale is up. And uh, that, that's, the, that's the kicker to this, uh, Patrick, that uh, they're not breaking the Artsakh people. I mean, they're, they're, trying, they're trying their best to uh, 
uh, hit hit these type of places to where you go, oh, my God, how could anyone hit a maternity ward? How can anyone hit a church? How could anyone hit this place that, that's all civilians? But you know what? It's only making the people of Artsakh even stronger. W- would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely not a single person that I ran into that ha- seemed to show any doubts of what the uh, uh, victory outcome was going to be. Um, I mean, it is uh, true that Azerbaijan has been making uh, a lot of gains in, in uh, recent times, um, but uh, the, the people are still standing strong and uh, believe that they're going to come out victorious. And, uh, well, they're asking... Uh, for international communities, and I'm talking about you know the women and children, um, but uh, the they're uh, waiting for the international communities like Russia uh, to step in and help put an end to this war. Yeah, yeah, especially when there's uh, 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 you know like terrorist groups there now on the ground. I mean, this is the same. These are the same people that uh, Russia and Iran. They were. They were in Syria trying to eliminate this, and now it's in their backyard, and uh, they're relying on uh, the Artsakh army to take care of this. And uh, it's like, come on, you guys were down there in Syria taking care of the business on this, and now you're letting now you're letting these guys just walk around uh, uh, taking what they can, and that's not how it goes. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what's the biggest. What's the biggest concern right now? You you mentioned before this whole thing started that you go, John, the drones uh, are uh, constantly a factor out there. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's when I first arrived, I was a little bit in shock because, I, as I said, I spent a lot of time covering the uh, Ukraine uh, war uh, and uh, what's uh, been happening uh, there. But uh, when I arrived in Artsakh, I realized that a totally different, more modern war because uh, in, in a uh, the Ukraine war, you have an idea of what direction is the threat and um, uh, you know how to react in the proper uh, way to have a cover and things. But in Artsakh, you've got these drones that are basically planes fly, uh, flying around that can come down on your head at a time uh, from any direction. And uh, all, all the people uh, uh, know this and are in fear of this because it's, it's like they're all being hunted. As you walk down the street, you're being hunted. That's, that's the feeling. Wow. Wow. That, that is a frightening thought that uh, something could be over your head and you don't even know if it's there or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and then when and, uh, sometimes you start to hear them, and that's when it really gets uh, uh, kicking into the uh, extreme, you know, you know, fear and uh, panic mode for many. Uh, now, uh, when when you're there, when uh, from the fifth through the twentieth, uh, w- was there a group of soldiers that were leading you guys around, uh, taking care of you as well? Well, um, there was the the uh, Artsakh Minister of Foreign Affairs, who's kind of um, the tried to act as uh, liaisons to journalists uh, coming in and out, and they were there for kind of assisting uh, uh, journalists when it was needed and trying to help with a secure the security and the safety of uh, journalists. But for the most part, we were able to. Um, uh, to just kind of do our thing and really work as journalists because there's there, in, in situations like this, there's two types of things. There's when you have the, you know, the little, you know, press tours where, you know, they put everybody in a bus and take everybody around. And, and that is going on there because they're trying to assist the journalists to see the faraway things. But then you've got the times when you're, you're not having this, you know, being walked by your hand to whatever story you, these the journalists, it's, they, they actually act as a journalist and go out and find your own stories. And that's what was a great because the journalists there, they have the ability to do this. There, there's no, there's no monitoring from the arts government to, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, there's no force of you have to do this and you have to do this. no, 
show our story, uh, uh, show the world what's going on, uh, so something can change. Uh, basically, they, uh, you know, were there to help when it was needed, but not to restrict. Uh, you know what? That's that's the whole thing about Armenia and Artsakh. That uh, I, th- I, even when we had the presidency, it's pure democracy. Now you're telling me this too. That's pure freedom, man. And that's that's what life's all about. Just having freedom. And I, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. How someone wants to be that Darth Vader and just, just put, put their hand around your neck and say you can't do this, you can't do that. And I, I God bless, God bless that uh, we, we have a country like this, and they're fighting for that. They're for e- everyone to have the right to do what they want to do. So that's a, that's really, uh, that's really big. And. Uh, so right now, what's your plans? Uh, again, you're in Ukraine right now, and uh, you're just getting—I I, guess—you're just getting some rest and getting everything put together. Or you got some other mission that you're going to back to uh, Armenia or Artsakh? Well, uh, yeah, I'm actually um, in the process of uh, trying to organize everything. I want it to go back to Artsakh because uh, I, I feel like. I'm still needed there because there's not really enough uh, English uh, reports uh, coming out on a regular uh, basis uh, from there. So I figure I feel like there's a lot of good I can still do and hopefully make a difference uh, in the war. So right now, because I'm an uh, independent, uh, uh, totally crowdfunded journalist, I'm in the the fund uh, raising uh, uh, uh part of the uh, process so I can uh, right now I, I have a GoFundMe uh, page uh, uh, set up where I'm uh, raising money so I can actually go back and do it right this because uh, when the war broke out and when I read about what happening I just kind of went into my pocket and uh, you know funded at a minimum of what I could do to report there but this time i want to go back and do it properly and spend a few months uh, i'm thinking somewhere between four and six months between uh, uh, armenia and uh, artsakh really um showing the full story the, in the form of many breaking news reports and many documentaries uh, and i really want to try to show what what's happening to the people and uh, just the whole process of hopefully the the conflict stops soon. I I pray for that. But regardless, there's still a lot of information. Even if the right. conflict stops uh, tomorrow, there's still a lot that needs to be uh, told about what's happening and what is happening. You know what? You know what gets me, Patrick. Uh, really think about this. Now you didn't even know about this war between uh, Artsakh and uh, Azerbaijan. And you went there, and now it's pulling you back. And you, you were you were there for maybe two weeks, two, three weeks you were there. And uh, you feel like that's part of you. Imagine imagine if you're the, the native of Artsakh, and you grew up, and there's no way in hell that you're saying, I'm going to give this up. You're already drawn to this place, and you've been there only two and a half, three weeks, and you feel like... You know what? That Artsakh is calling me. Just imagine, you know, outsiders out here in America, in Europe that are listening to the show, uh, South America. This is something that these people are fighting for, not just their lives, but that's that's their that's their that's their life right there. I mean, that's it's they can move to Armenia, but they're not. This is where they want to plant themselves. This is their life. This is their world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, Patrick. So we got Patrick Lancaster at GoFundMe then, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And um, I can, I guess we can maybe put a link up or something. Of course, uh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll great put, if uh, uh, some. I'll put that on my. Uh, I'll put yeah, that it'd on be my great show maybe too. If some of your. Uh, yeah, my listeners. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you very much. Of course, uh, man. You're helping us out big time too. I mean. I, I, I'm telling you, you've probably seen some stuff here. If you guys go to uh, Patrick Lancaster's site on Facebook, uh, hit a big like on his Facebook as well, and uh, you'll see uh, you'll see the guy. Uh, he's uh, one. I, I just got you pulled up here. You're 
uh, downstairs in the church and uh, they're bombing uh, on top of you, and uh, it it seems like everyone's just casual, and uh, they're not they're they're not buying into hey, you know what, uh, this is uh th- this is the end or anything like that. Everyone's just uh hanging out, and uh and you know it's it's stuff like that on uh, Patrick's page all all throughout. So and then I seen one that you got the Artsakh Armenia with the fist, and that's kind of cool too. Stop uh Azeri war crimes, uh. Do you think that there should be more, uh, more uh, foreign uh, journalists there checking this out, the the reporting this to the rest of the world? Well, um, in the the early days after I um, uh, first got. Um, and actually, even before I got there, just in the first days of uh, the war, there was many international. Uh, um, companies and agencies that went there but it seems now that like most wars as soon as the you know the the intrigue the fade off with time so hopefully the the uh the mainstream media doesn't black out this situation like they did the ukraine war um but uh I know right now there are uh, agencies like Associated Press is, is there uh, currently are some really good uh, journalists, uh, so they're helping to show what's going on. And um, there are others. There's a lot of uh, Russian uh, journalists uh, there. But as far as English-speaking regular um, to-camera reports, it's very limited. So there needs to be more. Of but course. again, that's that's what a lot of these mainstream uh, companies do. They just come in for a couple of days, shoot a little bit, and then leave without actually trying to understand the the real situation from the, the local standpoint. And that's why I want to go back and uh, really spend some time and you know bond uh, with the the uh, the people themselves and. Just try to get a, a, as much of the, the facts out as I can so the world can understand what's really happening there and, again, hope a difference and uh, save some lives. Without without getting into technicality of what uh, the Arsakh people need, what would you say in your own opinion, uh, what what you've seen, what, what can we deliver to our folks over there, what can we send that's, uh, in your mind, you said, man, they could sure use this or they could use that. Well, uh, I think, it, you know, it just depends on the person because, I mean, there's so many the, the women and the children living in the, uh, the, the shelters. Uh, I mean, you know, everything from uh, clothes. I mean, some families have everything. Some families uh, haven't. So it's, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, uh, there's definitely a, a lot of need. Um, and there have been, there, I saw many organizations that were involved. And with, like I said, all the Armenians coming together and getting stuff out. But I, I, I would I would say the, the main thing they, they need is a, a, a big force like Russia to come in and put a halt to the fighting. But of course, uh, they, there's, there's aid that's uh, needed uh, as well for the, the right. uh, population uh, there. It's hard to just put, put a, uh, a finger on it exactly what's needed, but a, there's a lot needed. When, when you were there up to the 20th, were you seeing everything that was being brought in? Uh, that was, uh, I mean, with the corridor open and everything, uh, were there, all these uh, shipments coming into Artsakh to to give the aid that the you know the West was sending. Did you see that? Was that apparent out there? Um, I'm sorry, we broke up a little bit. Can you repeat that one more time? Yes. What was it apparent uh, with uh, uh, stuff that uh, equipment, medical supplies? Uh, or just the humanitarian stuff, uh, you close stuff like this. What were you seeing this uh, coming in, flowing from the west into Artsakh? Um, well, there was a there was a lot of uh, stuff coming in. Okay, I actually good. met with uh, one. Uh, uh, I, I met with uh, one uh, uh, a veteran, uh, a retired general. 
uh, from the Armenian army, and he was uh, uh, in in charge of uh, basically uh, running the, the part of the intake from different countries, but it wasn't actually from the government. So it was more from you know Armenians in different countries. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you and you've uh, met the Armenian president too, right? I mean the Artsakh president. Um, no, I, I didn't actually uh, meet him uh, in person uh, yet, but I have a feeling when I back, uh, I'll be able to um, uh, meet him and uh, hopefully do an interview so we can get some uh, information uh, out uh, to the world about him as well and what's going on. Thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, I, I tell you what, I found you and uh, I said, my God, I got to reach out to you and I'd love to have you back uh, whenever you do get there. Um, you know, just uh, be a regular on the show. Give us a maybe 15 minute update. I, you know what? And I understand, uh, uh, with the whole drone thing, you can't talk that much and all that. Uh, so, uh, whatever, whatever time you could give us, uh, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you right now, uh, calling from, uh, Ukraine. Um, and what time is it in Ukraine right now? Well, um, again, uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, situation here, like uh, uh, kind of like the Republic of Artsakh and, and uh, Azerbaijan. Uh, here we've got the the Donetsk and Lugansk Republic, and they're the the kind of the breakaway uh, areas of the Ukraine. So it's kind of like if you asked uh, Artsakh or the Azerbaijan, they said no, we're Artsakh, and here it's kind of the the same uh, right. way, but. Uh, it's about nine nine thirty here in the 930, evening. Nine thirty. Nine thirty in the evening. Okay. And uh, yeah. folks, again, uh, that's Patrick Lancaster. Let's find him on GoFundMe. Uh, hit a big like on his uh, page on Facebook and uh, on YouTube. Find Patrick Lancaster again, and that's uh, Pat uh, Pat P A T R I C K space L A N. C-A-S-T-E-R, okay? And uh, hit a big subscribe to his YouTube page, too. Uh, do you have any camera people? I, I seen you working with this uh, other news re uh, uh, reporter. She had a press on her. Is she local, or was she part of your group as well? Um, well, in some of my reports, we were uh, uh, just working as colleagues, uh, uh, different journalists working together. But uh, during my uh, time, uh, the, this time, it was just me working totally, uh, filming everything and just doing the whole process myself. Um, but uh, as long as everything goes well with my GOAT funding and I'm a... Uh, a um, able to raise what I need to do this uh, project correctly, then I'm going to involve a, a cameraman and we're going to do it a little bit more Good. Um, uh, higher quality, basically, so we can really get to, some great stuff out uh, to the world. Yeah, I think that's very important for all of us to get that. And that's, uh, again, folks, uh, is your GoFundMe up right now, Patrick? Yes, it sure is. Okay, great. We will uh, we will get on this. I will get my uh, uh, people on that listen to the show. We need you guys out there right now. We need you uh, to go to this uh, GoFundMe for Patrick Lancaster, and let's get the money raised because you know what you're our, you're my source. I I I I watched you and I really enjoyed what you have out there and. Uh, Really, really uh, informative stuff that uh, I I kind of have to have because uh you know when when I'm getting the Armenian news I'm not getting videos or anything like that so I'm just getting uh our our Artsakh army defended here and it uh, tharfed off the uh, Azeris and uh, destroyed units and that's it I I mean with you I I feel like I, I'm I'm walking with you so uh, keep it up and all the set. Uh, safety and health to you, my brother, because uh, I know you're going into a war zone. Uh, you got to be kind of, kind of like, uh, uh, I, I got to say, it, it, it's kind of uh, cra crazy doing it, but you know what? Uh, you're, you're helping out a lot of people when you do this. So I appreciate it.
Well, that's that's my goal. Thank you. Thank you. That's my goal. I try. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Patrick. You take care. And when are you headed back to Artsakh? What what dates are you are you are you planning on? I mean, uh, when are you making this big move well, till, till um, the GoFundMe happens, basically? Well, yeah, yeah, kind of that, that's a big thing on it. But the idea is uh, <clears throat> definitely this uh, month uh, uh, in November, we're going to uh, do it because it's it's also a, a little bit more involved than just me headed there because uh, – uh, I actually, I, I have a family as well. I have uh, two uh, children and a wife, so I'm. We're going to be uh, all relocating to Yerevan, oh, boy. and uh, so they're going to be far enough away from from the war to uh, be out of danger. But it's going to be they're going to be close enough where I can go uh, into Artsakh, spend a few weeks, and still be able to come. Yeah, still be able to come out and spend a, a few days with them. Uh, between my uh, trips uh, into the, that, the front, uh, basically. Yeah. So, uh, but it's definitely going to very soon is the idea. Very good, very good. And I, I guarantee you that uh, the people of Armenia will welcome your family like it's their family. So that's the way we are, and that's the way it will always be. That's what we're fighting for. Uh, anyway, Patrick, uh, you yeah. take care. You take care. And again, folks, uh, Patrick hey, Lancaster. You, you too, Jenna. Go fund me. Check it out. We need Patrick Lancaster back out there. He's trying to raise money for this. Again, hit a big uh, subscribe to his YouTube page at Patrick Lancaster and hit a big like on his Facebook. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank you very much, Donna, for having me. It was great. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Uh, folks, uh, I'll tell you what. The guy's working. The guy's working out there, and uh, God bless him. God bless him, and, uh, you know, that's uh, that's what it's all about. And, uh, and he didn't have to go there. I mean, he could have stayed where, he, where he's staying, but you know what? It's, uh, it, it, it's that calling. It's that calling. It's that uh, he was there for two, two and a half, three weeks from the 5th to the 20th, and, and the guy's like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going back. I'm going back. And uh, and that's what I try to point out. I mean, if he's going back, imagine the people, imagine those soldiers, imagine that young, old, uh, elderly. They're saying, this is our land. We're not going to give it up. This is what we grew up on. This is our heritage. This is our culture. This is our religion. Uh, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, if it's drawing Patrick in like this, the guy is bringing up GoFundMe. Just to get just to get some funds put together with a cameraman and all that to get out there and give us everything that we we'd love to see what's going on over there. So please, please, that's Patrick Lancaster GoFundMe. I mean, it's very important for me and the rest of the people out there uh, in the Western diaspora to check this out and uh, be in tune with it because you know what? Well, I'm not getting all the information. I I love what I'm getting from the Armenian side, but then you see some a damned Azeri site that says that they, they're neutralizing this. And I, I know it's all BS, but God damn, it's so hard not to read that and just say, could that have happened? And uh, th that's not what I want to buy into. I want this type of journalism here. I want Patrick out there that's uh, going to be telling us what's going on. So it's very important. It's very important. So you guys got to get out there and, and uh, help the guy out. And uh, I had a... I had something from a uh, one of our fans out there. He sent me a uh, message saying, uh, where the hell is he? Um, yeah, this one right here. Rafi uh, Chaparian. Rafi Chaparian. He, he, he tried to send Western Union to uh, Armenia, and it was uh, 1,500, uh, 3,000, and 5,000. And uh, Western Union froze it. They're not giving it back to him either. And uh, he, he's like, he messaged me saying, uh, John, what, what can I do? And uh, it doesn't sound right. It really doesn't sound right for someone to do that, or not someone, but Western Union to do that because it, it's still under 10,000 and all that. So I don't, I don't know how the hell they could freeze this like that. If you guys are out there, if, uh, if there's any lawyers, Armenian lawyers out there that uh, can uh, write back, message me back on the show, armeniaproud.com, 
and uh, let me know or go to my site on Facebook, A Toast to Armenia, and message me there as well. Or you know what? I'm suspended from uh, Facebook on uh, um, on my personal site, but if you go to Jono Kabinjian, J-O-H-N-O, Kabinjian, K-A-B-B-E-N, D-J-I-A-N. By the way, they suspended me 30, bit, 30 days for calling an Azeri. I said... The Azeri scums are attacking again. That's all I said, and I got 30 days, 30 days for that. Where a, a footballer for Azerbaijan, he could say he, uh, he wants to kill women, children, the elderly, whatever, and they don't even kick him out. We have to, we have to write letters to FIFA and uh, Adidas to get him out, and uh, I don't know if he's, he's probably still on uh, Facebook. But he can put stuff like that out. It's okay. I call him a scum. Next thing you know, I, I get 30 days. But in any case, I can still get your messages on um, my Facebook. And, by the way, thank you so much for all the birthday wishes I got. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't respond message-wise to all of you. But thank you. I, I'd like to let you guys know that right now. I, I, I just... Uh, uh, there was no way I was going to sit there and message each one of you saying thank you. So I, I, I normally just like to hit a like, uh, with a thumbs up button, and say thank you. But, uh, yeah, so thanks a lot for the birthday wishes. I just can't respond to anything, but I can go to message. If you guys, uh, if there's a lawyer out there that could fill us in or someone from Western Union that's out there that's Armenian that could fill me in on this too, I'd, I'd love to hear about it because the guy is saying I sent 1500 3,000 and 5,000, and none of it went through. So that's not right. I mean, these people, and the, the, and Rafi's sending this for refugees from Artsakh that are in Armenia right now that are just uh, homeless and they need a place to stay and the, whatever. So that he's got a he's got a great uh, great foundation. Whatever he's doing there, uh, me me myself, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to get a, a clothes medical uh, not medical clothes, but uh uh, clothes for the soldiers and medical equipment that Ani's uh, uh, tried to get, uh, trying to raise money for. And uh, her, hers is uh, Ani Ruberian, and uh, she's uh, she's got something going there too with medical equipment. Very important. Uh, if you guys look her up, it's A N I space R U B E. R Y A N. Okay, I've been talking to her, and she's uh, she's a great young gal, and God, there's so much conviction in her. I love it. I love it. It's it's all about being an Armenian, my friends. And you can see, uh, Patrick, I, I I could honestly throw Lancaster on, uh, L A N C A S T E R Y A N. How how's that sound? Because I tell you what, he's uh, he's moving his family to Yerevan. To just so he could be close to them while he goes to the front line in Artsakh. So God bless, you know. Anyway, anyway, that's what we got, my friends. Thank you so much. Uh, I was supposed to get Roger on the uh, phone with me to ask some more questions. Uh, maybe he could help me out too with uh, Patrick. But you know what? It was so tough, and I, I do apologize for that. It was so tough because Patrick was uh, going in and out. Uh, we were doing the best we can, but you know what? We're, we're talking to Ukraine right now through Facebook Messenger. So it was very difficult. So work with us on that. And thank you for working with us on that. And and keep giving, my friends. Keep giving. Keep giving to every everything that you see, any foundation you see, any donations. Uh, see if there, there's places still out there that are matching. That's very vital for us. I mean, why not have corporations get involved in this too? Have the world wake up, all you people out there that are marching, protesting. God bless every which one of you out there, to everything that you guys are doing. We did one in St. Louis, and I was so damn proud. I was so damn proud. We had about 150, 175 people. And, uh, yeah, at first, you know, I've never done a protest. And uh, I'm holding a sign, and I'm kind of timid about saying uh, Artsakh, Artsakh. And, you know, and after... 15, 20 minutes, then you got uh, other Armenians jumping in with so much uh, so much anger, so much love for Armenia and Artsakh, and we're all showing signs to the cars passing by, and God damn it, that felt good. That felt so good, and the, all you people out there in the West Coast, East Coast, if you're in the middle of the United States, if you're in Canada, 
If you're in uh, South America, make it known. If you're in Europe, God bless you French Armenians. Uh, you know what? All that crap happening right now, and you're still hanging in there, and you're still showing the Yerak Queen colors, God bless you. You're the one that, you guys are the ones that are doing everything, man. Jesus. Serge, Serge Tankian, beautiful, beautiful. I, I tell you what, that, that video, man, that music video was unbelievable. Unbelievable. My hair stood up, and, uh, oh, he's got a new, new song with System of Down. And uh, let me see if I could find that. But, uh, but it's a new song by System of Down, something by the, the This Is Ours, It's Not Going Down and all that. And, uh, uh, God, man, I, I, I got teary-eyed watching it, and uh, it was so powerful. So powerful. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's sad that it, it, it takes something like this for all of us to get together. But it also shows that when we are together, no one's going to stop us. There's not a damn country, not a damn person, not not a threat out there that can get in our way. Because you know what? We, we're so together. We're embraced. I, I got my friend Ara and. Uh, L.A., we talk. We, we talk constantly, and he, he puts a little relief in me to make me feel better about what's happening sometimes, and that's that's really what it's all about, man. We need each other because no one gives a crap about you right now. No one's caring about you. They're, they're, watch, they're sitting back like 1915 and watching shit go down, and it shouldn't go down. And not, this, is, this is the time where we all said, no, not a chance this time. It's not going to happen. Our boys right now are fighting in Shushi. I mean, they're at the gates. They're at the gates. And you know what? We're repelling them back left and right. They're not. They, 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 those terrorists they're bringing up, they're going back in body bags. They're going back to Syria in body bags. That's, that's what it's. Uh, you, you come mess with us at our home, at our house. We're going to fight you. We're going to fight you to the very end. You know, you got $2,000 and then you put $100 on my head. You put $100 on my head, you can take that $100 and shove it up your ass. Okay, you got that? You got that, my friend? Because that $100 doesn't mean a damn thing to me, and, and a life is worth $100 to you? $100 to take someone's life. How dare you? How dare you? Well, we're not putting up with it. You, we'll put you in there with your body bag and send you back to Syria, and they can do whatever the hell they want with your remains. I'll tell, we don't even have to. We'll let, we'll let the animals out there get you, because why should we have to get your body? Oh, it's, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got a little crazy there. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Uh, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. This is uh, about uh, our brotherhood, our sisters, our Brothers out there, young, old, they're out there. We got the prime minister's wife and his son out there fighting. I mean, who ever heard of anything like that? Who ever heard of anything like that? And maybe the last presidencies we've had, well, you know what, guys? We've seen it in uh, Afghanistan, those drones. We've seen these drones in Iraq. We've seen these drones in Syria. And what do you go out? What do you go out and get? You get, you get that Iskander or whatever? What is that, our last resort when our cities are down? You re unleash that? No, we should have went, went out and got something for these damn drones. We should not be dying from drones. 80% of our death has come from aerial. 20% on, on the battlefield. What the hell does that tell you right there? We could have destroyed everything right now and got them out of there. I mean, 20%? Are you kidding me? But 80% by some, uh, some guy that plays Atari, some guy that's playing uh, uh, some sort of a, a video game, just blowing up people with his joystick, that's who's taking us out. And he's going home, not, not a damn problem. Not, not a, he won't lose a wink of sleep. That, that's the guy that's taking us down. The, uh, our, our, our soldiers, our children, our civilians, our elderly. I mean, when he said, when Patrick mentioned that gentleman, that uh, his place has been bombed. He's got four sons out in the front lines. He doesn't know if they're even alive. 
He doesn't know if they're even alive. How's that sound? But you know what? I could go up to him right now and say, is it worth it? Is it worth it? God forbid your sons died. They're bombing the shit out of you. And you know what? He, he'll, he'll smile at me and he'll say, damn right. It's well worth it to me. And my sons, it's well worth it to them too. That they died for their motherland. This is where, this is where it's cultured. This is their freedom. This is their world. This is their religion. This is their icon. This is everything to these people. We can't, we can't, we cannot say enough is enough. We, we can't say, hey, you know what? I gave last week. I gave the week before. These guys, these people need this every, every day. They need your support every day, every day. And you know what? Uh, for the, my wife mentioned this to me, and elderly people in the Armenia, they, they don't make much, man. They're making, what, $20? $20 a month to live. To live and you, you know what the elderly dude's doing he's saying give it to the war fund give it to the war fund give it to our boys in the front i i i, I can starve i don't need it what a toss man he's strong he's strong and i love you guys i really fucking love you that year queen means something. That Artsakh flag means something. You're not a kisher party. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at Armenia Proud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.